Hi guys, this is Lena. Before we get started with this episode, I did want to put a quick note here at the beginning to tell you guys that now, not only can you listen to Sunshine Heart on SoundCloud where it started, but you can also search for it on Apple Podcasts on iTunes, as well as on many of your favorite podcatchers. Just search for Sunshine Heart Podcast and it should come up wherever you're searching. Um, I use CastBox and I was able to find it on there. And for many of you who have iPhones or Apple products, you can find it on the iTunes store. Yay! So thank you so much. I will let you get to the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Bye! host Lena and it is so good to see you again. Um, I am pretty excited to record this episode. I had the idea about a week ago and I have been doing my research and trying to come up with something to say. So um, I thought it was important to state here at the beginning. Um, I feel like I've mentioned it before but I'll mention it again. Um, I studied psychology all through, um, my college career, so I am predisposed to think on these things a lot. Um, I think it's really exciting to come up with, um, my own ideas, but my ideas are not the only ideas, and my ideas are not, by any, uh, meaning of the word, correct. So, um... While there may be some truth in my statements, everyone has a different way of dealing with things like this. So that is my miniature disclaimer. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this. Um, I think it's important for me to recognize, especially, uh, and for everyone else to recognize that as we grow, we learn more about ourselves. We have different ways of thinking about the same things. We look back on ourselves. Most of the time we are embarrassed to look back on ourselves, but um, it gives us a little clue in as to how we've grown and changed. Um, and for me, especially, I look back on behaviors and where I've been, where I'm going, and I'm able to kind of more psychologically analyze it now that I've studied psychology. And, um, this week I discovered a term that I had never learned before, that I never heard about before, and that is imposter syndrome. Now, this is something that has been around for a while, but not nearly as long as we've been studying psychology, and it's even as recent as, I think, it was defined in the 70s, and this is actually a term that is not in our DSM yet, Um, it's not something that's officially recognized, but it's something that we're still doing a lot of research on. So I'm sure people have heard this term before, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, what is imposter syndrome? So I have my handy dandy Wikipedia article handy. Uh, imposter syndrome, uh, it is a concept describing individuals who are marked by an inability to internalize their accomplishments and a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. Um, that does sound familiar, doesn't it? The term, uh, itself was coined back in 1978 
by Pauline R. Clance and Suzanne Imes. Um, basically, they were studying uh, a bunch of women, and they, even though these women were successful, they couldn't see their success. They believed themselves to be less successful than they actually were. Um, and while their research was originally, uh, in early days of having coined this term, focused on the prevalence of imposter syndrome among high-achieving women, it has been found as time has gone on to affect everyone, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your sex, um, it's in equal numbers, everyone can have this. Um, so imposter syndrome in its uh, entirety is basically anxiety ramped up, um, it is feeling inadequate. It is feeling undeserving of your accomplishments, undeserving of your success. Um, this can come in many cases from comparing yourself to others. It can come from viewing the works of others and thinking yourself not good enough. It can be not applying for a job because you think yourself unqualified. It can be not thinking that you should even go to college because you've been accepted to college, but it must be a mistake. For me, this has come through since I was a teenager. And sometimes it can come from your family life, sometimes maybe not. This is just something they're speculating on, but I would think it to be probably pretty accurate. Um, but I received a really great scholarship when I was in high school and the entire time I was, um, looking at everyone around me going, how in the world could I be deserving of this? And I feel like that feeling has never really gone away. That's been something that I've thought about that accomplishment since I received it. How in the world could I be one of 100 people that year to receive such a prestigious scholarship? Um... So this has also come out in, I have struggled with starting um, online media. I struggled with starting this podcast because I thought no one would care, because I thought no one would listen to it, um, that I was just thinking that I was better than I was. How could I start a podcast when there are people who do this professionally, and what, what do I think that I could even gain from it? Um, I refuse to open commissions because I would think that I would underprice them or just that no one would even order them. No one would like my art. No one would care about it. Um, I have seen many jobs go up at Disney where I work and refused to apply for those jobs because I didn't think that I could ever be qualified for those jobs. There's a comic that I just purchased that I really, really like by artist Brie Lundberg. She did a cute little uh, comic on imposter syndrome. I'll post the link to it. It's pay what you want, and I highly recommend that you support her because she's wonderful. But there's a part of the comic where she describes imposter syndrome as a double-edged sword. There's a fine line between looking at people that inspire you and feeling inspired and feeling overwhelmed by self-doubt that you'll never be that good. There's also a video that I watched by Sci Show Psych that was really good. Um, and they described kind of the cycle of imposter syndrome where first you feel anxious to do something, to accomplish something, to create something. But when you finally achieve it or put it out there, you feel relieved and accomplished. Um, but then either through 
actual compliments or by a lack of recognition, in both cases, the third uh, part of the cycle is not accepting positivity, not feeling deserving, feeling anxious because what you put out there is fake, or what you put out there is not good enough, or that you don't deserve to be recognized for it, and then you feel anxious, and the cycle starts over, and it continues, and it continues, and it continues. In this video, they also describe the difference between adaptive perfectionism and maladaptive perfectionism, where adaptive uh, perfectionism means that the high standards that you set for yourself as a person create more motivation to achieve those goals. And having a little bit of anxiety in these cases is totally fine. Doing something new, putting yourself out there, applying for jobs, applying for college, those things are scary. And it's okay to have high standards for yourself and be nervous about letting yourself down. But when anxiety takes it a step farther, we call that maladaptive perfectionism, where instead of setting achievable goals and high standards for yourself and letting that motivate you you are more likely to set impossible goals for yourself and then to face a lot of self-criticism because of those impossible goals. So it is important to recognize imposter syndrome as a form of anxiety. A little bit of anxiety is okay. It motivates us. That is the thing that keeps us from hurting ourselves. It is the thing that keeps us rethinking about things that might not be safe for us. But we all know that as anxiety gets to be uncontrollable, it can impact us in ways that are harmful rather than beneficial. And not only can it impact you in a harmful way, it can also have a harmful impact on the people around you. So it's important to recognize, especially for imposter syndrome, which is a different kind of anxiety, how that impacts both you and the people around you. So on the self, obviously, you're hard on yourself, you're anxious, you don't feel good. Um, recognizing your work as good is important because it comes from you, and it is good. Uh, you can't do better than your best, and your best improves the more that you practice. But obviously, we are all our own worst critic, and imposter syndrome takes that a step farther. This anxiety can also keep you from not taking opportunities that you deserve. Um, it will be harder to enjoy things, and it's also really easy that once you've been in this cycle for a long time, and this is something that I've experienced, you see your self-doubt as just being realistic. You see that as a part of yourself. You see that as something that you can't overcome. The fact that you are anxious about this all the time just becomes a way of life. And doubting yourself is just being realistic because you think that you can't do more that you're not worth anything. And that's a very harmful way to think about yourself. And that's obviously something that we want to change. This also impacts the people around you, though. Sometimes you may post something that you're really proud of or do something that you're really proud of. And somebody who really cares about you will compliment you for it and be very proud of you. And when you only use that as a way to disparage yourself publicly and not think yourself good enough, that is extremely harmful, not only for you, 
in an ability to recognize your self-worth, but it hurts that other person's feelings too, especially when they really care about giving you the credit that you deserve and your instinct is to throw that back at them because you don't feel like you're worth it. That that can be very harmful um, and in obvious ways too. I don't think I need to say much more on that. And of course, we want to try to be conscious of the way that we talk about ourselves in complimenting other people too, so that we don't inadvertently, you know, put ourselves down when focusing on someone else's accomplishments. Now, of course, anxiety is hard to improve on. It's hard to undo, but it is possible to improve this. It comes down to acknowledging your accomplishments, giving yourself credit where credit is due, giving yourself more words of encouragement. It may be hard to change anxious thinking, but as psychology has found, sometimes even faking a smile can make you feel happier. Sometimes even saying the words, even if the feelings aren't all there, can lead to you being able to recognize those things a little bit easier. It's also important to recognize when you are indulging in negative self-talk. It's important to view that as untrue. If you start putting yourself down, if you start looking at somebody else's accomplishments and thinking, I could never do something like that, recognize that. See that as, nope, that's just anxiety talking. Undo it, turn it around recognize that you are capable of doing those things. A lot of those things take hard work, but your accomplishments are worth celebrating. Sometimes it comes down to taking a compliment. Sometimes it comes down to someone telling you that they really appreciate your hard work or that they think that you can do it and you just saying, yeah, maybe I can. As a final note, Imposter syndrome is, in and of itself, anxiety, but it can also point to more severe clinical anxiety and depression, and in that case, I would be the first one to encourage anybody who feels like this isn't enough to help them to seek out professional help and to talk to a licensed counselor uh, or therapist, someone who is professional and can help to solve these problems, or at least start solving these problems. It's important to remember as well that a lot of the reason why we are still doing research on imposter syndrome and why we haven't found a, a solution or why this is still something that isn't even written up in the DSM is because a lot of people refuse to talk about this. So the more we talk about this and the more research we do on this, the closer we get to finding a solution, which is very important. The closer we get to publicly recognizing this as a form of anxiety and something we need to change, and the more we talk about it and the more we get it out there, the more people will recognize that it's a thing that can happen to them, like me. Again, it was only just recently that I discovered this as a thing that can happen to people and recognized it as something that has happened to me. The first step to recovery is understanding what it is you're dealing with. And so as someone who's still dealing with this to this day, I um, am taking steps to change it, Uh, taking a moment longer to say something nice about myself, to start trying to be more courageous in putting 
my accomplishments out there. And of course, the most telling thing um, is the fact that this podcast exists in the first place. This wasn't something that I ever thought that I was going to be able to do because of this anxiety, and I've been able to change it that much. So hopefully this is um, an, a success story in progress, but um, more than anything else, please remember that no matter what happens, I am proud of you. I think that you are worthy and important and that your accomplishments are worth celebrating. So that being said, that is going to be it for this week. Um, please check out Brie Lundberg's comic on imposter syndrome. It was really cute and really well done, and I'm very happy that I purchased it. Again, it's pay what you want. I'll post the link for it as well as tweet it on my Twitter, SunHeartPod. Once again, you can now find Sunshine Heart Podcast in many podcatchers as well as on iTunes. I hope that you have a great week and I will catch up with you all next Monday. Until then, I love you. Bye.